coming in as Bloom. Millendike centered it. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We are underway this hour on Flames Talk. It's Thursday, February 15th with Wes Gilbertson of Post Media. My name is Pat Steinberg and welcome to the Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution. We're coming at you from the Scotiabank Saddledome. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, it's an all-goaltending hour. It's time to go inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. This hockey season, support local. Find your all-time classics and locally brewed beers. Visit your local Calgary Co-op Wine Spirits Beer Today, it's a Thursday, which means we say hello to our goaltending guru. It's uh, time to say hello to uh, Kevin Woodley out in Vancouver from NHL.com and in Goal Magazine. He joins us every Thursday inside hockey. And, uh, boy, the uh, Flames goaltending news just keeps coming at us. Dustin Wolf is starting Thursday night against San Jose. We'll get into some Dustin Wolf conversation, but we have to kick things off by talking about Jacob Markstrom because we, we talked about this deal that you know almost happened we're led to believe between Calgary and New Jersey for Jacob Markstrom I'm, I'm just curious as to what your reaction was when you heard about it being close and and Markstrom being that close to being a New Jersey devil well like I like to fit let's put it that way first off um you know we've talked in the past like there are some teams that are there are other teams that have goaltending issues right now um, but I'm not sure that their underlying profile necessarily gets you the most out of Jacob Markstrom. Take the LA Kings, for example, a good defensive team. Um, gotten some saves out of David Rich up until the seven the other night. You know, beat the Oilers with him in net. Like, I don't need, I don't know that the Kings need a goalie to stop bullets in, in his teeth. And I don't know that you get the best out of Markstrom unless you're asking him to. And that's perhaps a little not fair to him. Um, He has had some good minutes behind better defensive teams. I I think of the early going under Sutter there in Calgary. But to get the most out of him, you're kind of the environment he's in right now. And it's not a friendly one defensively. Um, You know, bottom five in the NHL and most underlying five-on-five categories. Uh, And, and, New Jersey, well, better than that, isn't great. They're bottom third in the NHL in most underlying defensive categories when it comes to giving up the most dangerous chances, the high-danger ones, the ones that tend to matter the most. That's where Markstrom's at his best. Um, Going to a team that needs a goalie to sort of stand on his head a little bit, if you will, like Jersey fits. It fits in a lot of ways. And in terms of the market for Markstrom, if this is just the start of opening up the conversation, like if you're the Flames, there is, outside of the fact that you need that type of goaltending yourself, and you may see yourself still as a playoff team. Outside of that part, there's never been a better time to sell on Jacob Markstrom because I'm telling you, I looked up the numbers this morning, and I've been kind of lightly banging this drum for about six weeks now that this is a guy that needs to be in the Vesna conversation. But it has swung to the point where, forget the conversation, he needs to be at the top of the list. When I looked it up this morning... He was at 26 goals saved above expected per clear side analytics. The next highest guy is under 17. He's almost 10 clear 
of Thatcher Demko in second place. Mm. His adjusted save percentage at 2.9% on the right side of the ledger is tied with Aiden Hill for the best in the league, and obviously Aiden in a much smaller sample size. Like, Markstrom, if I had to cast a ballot today, is getting the Vezin Trophy. So if you're the Flames... You better be getting a haul because this guy's playing as well as we've seen him play. He's at the top of his game. Uh, and despite ESPN's top ten list, I would suggest he's a guy who did very much should be in the conversation as the best goalie in the league for this season. Well, and, and the other interesting thing is, Kevin, is that, you know, last week we talked about the difficulty of a goaltender, you know, adjusting midseason. And, and even if that holds true in this situation, with two more years left on Jacob's contract and the Devils with where they are in their competitive window, you'd be acquiring them for this year, of course, but there's also more to it than, than just this year. You, you'd have the benefit, I guess, of getting him 15, 20 games with with a new team uh, to, to help acclimate even a little bit more if you're looking at it than, you know, more than just one season, right? Well, and two parts to that. One, if you are serious about a deal like this, I'd suggest making it sooner rather than later so that that number can be closer to 20 than 15 because that's kind of the threshold where, you know, you can say, hey, like this guy should be comfortable here by now. Um, so the more games, the, the better to sort of make sure he feels good about reading off the team in front of him when the playoffs start. Part two, not only are you getting him for the next two years, and yes, there's an age question there and whether he can sustain this. There's been a bit of a, you know, one great season, one average season over the last few. But at $6 million, when you start to hear some of the conversations around, you know, for example, UC Soros in Nashville, if he's back on the market, it's in large part, at least according to the reports, because Nashville's not sure they want to commit the ask, which is, quote-unquote, Connor Hellebuck money in the eight-and-a-half range. So Markstrom at six looks pretty attractive for the next couple of years versus, say, I've got to make an investment in UC Saros, who, by the way, I think is an excellent goaltender, but is not having an excellent season, adjusted numbers that grade out in the 40s uh, in the NHL right now, and having to not only acquire him and pay that cost, but then commit, you know, a massive chunk of your salary cap or a significantly greater chunk of your salary cap for a longer term in a position where we've never seen more volatility. Like that's the one rule at the expense of, you know, the we're here to collect your goalie union card. Um, it's, I would not commit, like I would avoid term if I could as a general manager and acquiring Jacob Markstrom allows you to do that because yeah. you avoid that volatility or at least if you experience it, it's only for two years. You're not committing for, you know, six, seven, maybe even eight. It's uh, it is fascinating, and, and I am I'm really curious as to whether this gets um, doubled back on if they if if you know it sounds like it was scuttled, but maybe they can revisit it. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out on the Markstrom front here in this market, Kevin. Um, anytime there's any type of goaltending news, like for instance Thursday morning ahead of Calgary's game against San Jose, uh, Markstrom, who's going to back up Dustin Wolf tonight, didn't take the morning skate. People losing their minds on social media like what does that mean what does that mean well it means nothing in this case it's just some maintenance and he's gonna he's gonna back up but you know that's that's kind of the world that we're living in here because the flames have have got this situation where they're moving in a different direction and they've also got dustin wolf who they want to get some time for and and that segues really nicely into the other flames topic we wanted to get into you with and and i encourage people to just head over to kevin's twitter one of the top two or three tweets at kevin is in goal 
is uh, an article. Um, it's an unmasked article at NHL.com. And, and Kevin, you basically broke down how there's a bit of a changing trend here with more and more goalies around the league getting that on-the-job NHL training, which, of course, relates to Dustin Wolf, who many Flames fans believe is ready to play at the highest level. Okay, so I'm going to call a little time out here before we get to that, and I'm going to say yeah. go back and find the unmasked that preceded this one because it's interesting to me, and I should have checked with you before, I didn't realize they were back dressing Jacob Markstrom as a backup because the column I wrote two weeks ago is that trend towards if we have three. Now, is Dan Vladar healthy or not right now? He is not quite healthy. Okay, so that makes sense. But this becomes an interesting thing if you do indeed keep Jacob Markstrom and you continue to run three, if you have that room on the cap. Teams are now sort of like, hey, on a night where we're dressing the backup, why are we making our workhorse number one who we need to rest, why are we making him go through his pregame routine? Why are we making him get ready? Because there's a mental, slight physical, but mostly mental toll to sitting on the bench prepared to go in on, on no notice. If you're going to give him the night off as a backup, and I would suggest if Lillard was healthy, this might be something the Flames looked at, give him a night off and go Wolf starts, Vladar backs up, and give Markstrom a complete break. As much as no goalie wants to sort of take that break, they all sort of want to be there for their teammates. I've talked to a few that are like, you can't put my name on this, but I would absolutely benefit from that. So that's a little aside. That was a column from a few weeks ago. As for the one this week, you're right. Um, a big part of that volatility in the position that I talked about earlier, the wild swings we're seeing, uh, is how much inexperience we have in the NHL. For the first time in, I think, forever – the NHL is a development league for goaltending. was never the case before, right? Like we used to have coaches, even when you ask them about playing young players in general, forwards, defensemen, hey, NHL's not a development league. I'm not, like, I can't teach them up here. They need to be ready when they get here. Well, we, see, we saw that pendulum swing over the last five years, and I think this is the first year where you can really say definitively it's swung on goaltending as well. And, um, you know, even Dustin Wolf, uh, as much as he's played two full seasons in the AHL, if you look at one of the biggest reasons we have this happening is because we lost more than a third of the league's number one goaltenders over a five-period span, um, sort of starting with Luongo's retirement in 2019. You think of some of the names, Price, Luongo, Lundquist, Crawford, Jimmy Howard. You know, not all of them, you know, like superstars, but guys who are playing like 60, 65 games. And, and you go through, there were 13 of them. And not only have those guys retired and created a lot of sort of need and holes to fill, but those guys averaged close to a high, it was 160, 170 games in the American League before they ever touched the NHL. Yeah. Now, guys, even ones that are spending two, three full seasons down there, they're, they're, at the most, they're in the hundreds. So we're seeing guys come up, getting that first taste, getting prolonged looks, Look at Joel Hofer, 23 years old, full-time backup for the St. Louis Blues. There's a lot of examples around the league. The Devils, you know, going to Nico Dawes and Akira Schmid with almost no experience and still young goaltenders. Um, that's just happening more and more around the league. And the challenge is learning on the job in the NHL, a lot of it, it's not technical. Like these guys, their technique is as dialed in as it's ever been. Like the skill level's never been higher amongst these goalies. It's sort of that ability to read and anticipate and process the game. And, you know, talking to some guys around the league, talking to Corey Schneider, who recently retired, 
he feels like without that extra time in the American Hockey League, trying to learn on the fly, connect those patterns in real time at the NHL level, that's something that can take time. And that's where we're seeing a lot of these growing pains. But like I said, whether it's you know, because of injuries or just because of the gaps that have opened up because of all those guys moving on, more and more and more we're seeing those lessons be learned in the NHL rather than the American League. We're talking to uh, Kevin Woodley from NHL.com and In Goal Magazine at Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson Inside Hockey on Flamestock. Kevin, I'm totally fascinated by what you were just saying, and, and I'll just echo Pat. I, I read the article. It, it's, you know, it's really thought-provoking. Every, everyone should go take a look at that. But I'm curious, as that pendulum swings towards more sort of at-the-highest-level training for these guys, do you think that's also putting pressure on organizations like you talk about UC Saros potentially being available well some of that is that Yaroslav Askarov is putting up great numbers in the AHL when we talk about Markstrom in Calgary we can't have that conversation without talking about Dustin Wolf do you think there's more pressure on organizations to get their top prospects at the goalie position to the NHL faster I think there is um you know and and one of the comments that I think I cut just because it it, you know, it, it was a tough one because when you have goalie coaches, and, and part of my challenge with that gig is there are a lot of goalie coaches who talk to me that aren't supposed to, so you can't even quote them. But <laughs> sometimes when they, um, you know, when they talk about uh, you know, just general trends, they worry about it being perceived as them talking about their own team in a critical fashion. So it's, it's a little tougher to put everything in there that you get. And one of the sure. things, that, one of the things that, I, that I got from one of the guys was like, like it, it feels like there is an expectation, not just within my organization, but around the league, kind of following along the lines of the highest end defensemen and forwards that, you know, why can't this guy be ready in one or two years for the National Hockey League? Or if he isn't, why not? And where we used to see organizations be patient, like Corey Crawford played five years in the American Hockey League. You know, like three, four, and in Crawford's case, five years for guys that then went on to a decade in the NHL as, you know, like I said, workhorse number one goalies. Um, you know, now all of a sudden you're, you're, there isn't that patience. So I think part of it is maybe wanting for the guys that really exhibit the high-end talent at the lower levels to be like, let's get them in here while they're still cheap. But the other, the other sort of challenge is, you've almost got to figure out whether they can figure it out, right? Like all those sort of connecting the dots that I talked about, like can they do it at the highest level? You need to get your answer sooner because much like players, you, you, get, you quickly get into we need to make a decision on what we're going to pay this guy. Right. And that's part of that pressure, I think, that you talked about. Like for the National Predators, they need to figure out what they're doing with UC Saros, right? And part of that is can Yaroslav Askarov swim in the NHL? And are we willing to live with the growing pains if they match where we are as a team development-wise in terms of rebuilding or retooling, whatever everybody wants to call it this week? Um, can we live with those growing pains in the big leagues? Or do we need to sort of make sure we keep this elite level number one here for a little while longer because we, we don't want to have another down season or risk another down season? On the topic of Dustin Wolf, I want to ask you one that, uh, that I asked Ryan Huska this morning, and I, I'm curious, you know, as someone who knows the position as well as you do for your take on this, we're talking about 
Jacob Markstrom being, you know, the sort of prototypical frame that we've been looking for in modern goalies, a guy who's six foot six, who's athletic. Then we talk about Dustin Wolf, who, you know, might need to be on his tippy toes to be six feet tall. As Dustin Wolf right now serves as the sort of understudy to Jacob Markstrom and understanding that their frames are so different, what can Dustin take away from what Jacob does, how he plays the position that can help him despite the size difference? Well, that's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> there are always elements <clears throat> in terms of the reads I talked about, like, and, and I don't know how much those two talk, but, you know, I mean, it, it's quite different. You'll have some tandems that talk all the time about why you do things a certain way, what you're seeing. Dustin Wolf will understand fully, and I know he understands it because we've talked about it, like, for example, on dead angle plays, stuff around the net, stuff from below or near the goal line, he knows he can't play that like a six foot four, six foot five goalie. We've done pro reads with him uh, that we've published at Ingle where, you know, he's literally like, yeah, when this play goes onto the wall here at the, at the outside hash, I take a step out. I go into an overlap. I can't be inside my post and reverse here. Um, I just don't have the frame for that. So there's an understanding there are things he will always have to do differently. Um, but if they are a tandem when, when he's up here that talks, that compares notes, and you know, based on Jacob's experiences here in Vancouver with Satcher Demko, I, I don't think he's ever been a guy that, you know, some guys will. Some guys don't want to share because they're in competition with you, but Jacob's never been that guy. You can still take away read elements. I knew this guy was going to do this because I saw that. Um, or I played it this way because I could see that that play was coming based on this hand position or the way he held the puck and little things like that. And those are, those are the dots that you have to connect at this level in a split-second fashion to have success. And the experience that Jacob brings, if any of those, that gets shared in their communication, whether it's on the bench, again, every dynamic is different But in, in those partnerships. Do they come to the bench and ask what they're seeing or not? Do they talk about it when they go over video? I haven't asked Jason LaBarbera, does he review video with one guy at a time, or are they both in the room when they go over stuff? Sometimes goalie coaches will mix that up. Usually it's just one-on-one, -on -one, but sometimes they'll bring both guys in. Like Those conversations with guys who have played at the level Jacob has are always beneficial to the other goalies around him. So just because they're going to play certain situations different doesn't mean that Dustin can't benefit from seeing how Jacob anticipates those situations. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. I got I to gotta know, and I know we're almost out of time, but uh, last question for you. As a, as a proud member of the goaltending union, when you dropped your phone in the hot tub, was it your glove hand or your blocker <laughs> hand? It's always my glove hand. It's definitely, it's definitely been a weak link for, for forever, and I knew I was going to pay for that one as soon as I admitted to it, but uh, my wife looked at me when I did it and just basically said, you idiot, I can't believe you're a goaltender. So, um, yeah, it was uh, not my finest moment, guys, and like I said, I apologize that it kind of cost us a few minutes. Between that and how much I talk, what did we get? Three questions in, so my All apologies. good. No, it was great as always, Kevin. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week, and who knows what Flames goaltending topics we'll have then, man. Uh, appreciate it as always. Thanks for doing this, Kevin. Hey, we'll uh, talk to you next week. We will. I'll have a new phone by then, guys. I promise. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Woodley is our goaltending guru. He joins us on Thursdays here on Flames Talk. He's awesome. Awesome, and that's interesting. The, just the the stylistic fit 
Yeah. He thinks there's a lot of similarities with Markstrom in Calgary and Markstrom in New Jersey with, you know, how the defensive metrics have not been all that great on either team this year. That's that's quite interesting. Um, Kevin Woodley, In Goal Magazine, NHL.com. He joins us inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. Let's go local Calgary from best from the West Canadian produce to quality only Alberta meats. Find your local at Calgary Co-op shop online or in store today. You're locked on Flames Talk, only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. As a Thursday Flames Talk rolls on from the Dome, it's Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson along with you. It'll be Dustin Wolf getting the start in net for the Flames. We both wondered aloud on Wednesday whether or not this would be a good spot for the Flames to go to him when we were talking about what we might be watching at Thursday's morning skate. We both wondered if... Yeah. Would, yeah. would Wolf be the guy in the starter's net, which he was? Uh, proves now to be elite wondering. I think that some of our best wondering ever. Um, and, and I don't think we were anticipating necessarily Jacob Markstrom not to be on the ice. He will be the backup for Dustin Wolf, but did not take the morning skate. But, you know, it just felt like a good spot to go to Wolf. Uh, coming off of a road trip and playing his hometown team, a hometown team who's also ranked 31st in the NHL ahead of only Chicago. Um, and also probably, and this is the other thing that I think is important, last time that we'll have a look at Wolf at the NHL level for a little while because he's very likely going back to the American League in the next couple of days because Dan Vladar's not that far off either. He's on injured reserve with a lower body injury, a, a minor injury he sustained during warm-up uh, one week ago Thursday in New Jersey. So it, it just... It's it's one of those situations where it feels like a good spot to go to him. Here's uh, head coach Ryan Huska on the coaches show, which is part of Flames warm up every game. Uh, we get a, an opportunity to chat with one of the coaches, and and for home games we chat with Ryan Huska. And here's what he had to say about why this game is a good game to get Dustin some action. We can't play Jake every game, is what it comes down to. And and today. Um... You know, Vladdy is not quite ready to play this game, so that means it's Dustin's game, and he deserves it. He's played really well, and we know he's going to give us a, probably his best effort of the year, whether in the American League or in the National League. So that's the head coach on why we're going to see Dustin Wolf in this game. And look, I know it got people's blood flowing when he was getting the start and Markstrom wasn't out there. And, you know, people are really just primed on anything goaltending when it comes to the Flames right now. People get primed when Wolf gets starts. People get primed when Jacob Markstrom's not on the ice because there's a lot of people wondering if he'd be a good guy to move out for the type of, um, for the type of return you could get for him. There's a lot of buzz around goaltending in this market right now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that would be an accurate assessment. This gets people's blood pumping every single time. Every time we hear that Dustin Wolf's coming up, every time one of the regular goalies is missing some sort of a session for whatever reason, and quite frankly, it, it's going to remain a hot-button topic. You know, we've been talking since last june for sure maybe before that about well is it time to create a spot for dustin wolf it would be before that back to when he won the ahl mvp award you know is it is it time to open up an opportunity for dustin wolf what what does it look like down the road with jacob mars and with dan vladar and we're going to continue to have this conversation and, and quite frankly it'll only grow louder if dustin wolf goes out there and puts on a show tonight 
So where are we on on Dustin Wolf at this stage of the game? First of all, before we get on to, to the way he's playing, where are we on the way this year has been handled? And I ask that because you and I have been talking about this going back to September. And, and I was of the opinion in September that, you know, you've got some time, use time. You don't need to rush a spot for him right in training camp to start the season. But, you know, you've been adamant and consistent the entire way through that it's your belief that they should have made a spot for him going back to September and they which hasn't changed now that we're in February you still believe that they should be making a spot for him but they haven't that hasn't happened as of yet so knowing that how have we liked the way that they have been able to carve out some playing time for him he's appeared in five games to be his sixth appearance this year well I think the the carving has been sort of out of the Calgary Flames control and and so We've seen injury stretches now for both of their regular goaltenders, right? We we saw Dustin Wolf up when Jacob Markstrom had the flu. We saw Dustin Wolf up when Jacob Markstrom had the finger injury. There was a I'm trying to remember what the other injury was, but there there was another stretch that Dustin Wolf was up due to uh some sort of health issue for Jacob Markstrom and, and now it's a lower body injury for Dan Vladar and so I, I think it's a good thing that the Flames have managed to get their number one puck-stopping prospects some work at the NHL level. And yet, I'd be probably hesitant to give them too much credit for the way they've created those opportunities because... It's all been injury-wise. Right? Yeah, I mean, without... Now, they have gotten them into games, yeah. though, when the injuries have happened. Yeah, and I don't mean to be slagging on them. I just... You know, the, your third goalie comes up when one of your first two goalies has an injury. And at the same time, I think it's important to point out that in his limited work at the NHL level, while I've been really impressed with how comfortable he looks, I, I, I think he's looked like he's belonged. His stats aren't necessarily screaming, you got to make a spot for me, right? He hasn't... Right. 893 save percentage in five NHL appearances so far this season. I I know when he made his I guess it probably would have been his last appearance against the Vegas Golden Knights that the head coach Ryan Huska was kind of ticked off with the overtime goal. And and I still give Dustin Wolf a, a little bit of a pass on one that Mark Stone pings off the inside of the post on a partial break, but I know that the Flames thought they needed a save in that moment. And so I guess I'm I'm sort of critical on both sides. The Calgary Flames haven't created a ton of opportunity for Dustin Wolf, And yet Dustin Wolf hasn't necessarily forced the issue the way I think he might have needed to either. How do you feel about it? I, I feel like I, I feel like they've done kind of what I thought they might do in this situation and and that is get them spot starts when they could. Now, it hasn't been in the way that I thought it might be where they call them up and send them down and they get them in even when they've got the two other guys healthy. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I'll, I'll give them the credit for when goalies have been hurt, they've 
I think at times, all and, and almost gone out of their way to get him into games and made sure that they got him a game or two. And to me, like it, it, it would be, it would have been easy to just keep rolling Markstrom for, uh, for instance, right now, and, and having him play this game against San Jose, or to give a heavy workload to Vladar because you trust him more. He's got more NHL time, and not get Wolf in earlier in the year when Markstrom was out. So, so I'll give him the credit for that. That when he's been up. They've played him. My target was somewhere in the 10 range in terms of starts. If they could get him 10 this year, and this wasn't the the the, the Markstrom trade conversation kind of changes thing, but things. But if you can take that out of your thought process as we're talking about this for a second, if if the goaltending doesn't change between now and the end of the season, I still think a 10 number seems doable for Wolf, which I think is a good next step. It's a good intermediary between last year where he played the one, this year where many believe, you and I included, that he's ready to be at this level, but the room isn't necessarily there, but they still found a way to get him into a certain number, and then you can take that next step. That's kind of where I am on it, and so I'm curious to see if they can get them you can get him rather a few more in the final 29 games can they get him three or four more starts between now and the end of the season yeah that becomes easier if a trade's made of course of course and even if a trade isn't made i i hope they do find those starts for dustin wolf because at every other position you've made some really important investments in your future this season and i think it is important to make that same investment at the goaltending position and I'm not sure that this season so far has been the leap forward that we were maybe hoping for from Dustin Wolf. Even even his sort of AHL numbers, albeit off another trip to the All-Star game, you know, he's, he's facing a lot more high-danger opportunities with the Calgary Wranglers than he did last season, and I, I think it is reflecting sometimes in his stats, but... Um, he needs to take advantage of these opportunities. I do think the one the one thing that I'll give the Calgary Flames credit for, or maybe even more so than the number of starts he's had, he's had a lot of NHL practices this season. Yep. And I think we might be talking to Dustin Wolf in three or four years, and he might be talking about that season that he was up for a whole bunch of practices and what that ultimately did for his preparation. Because... One of the biggest difference you always hear between the American League and the National Hockey League is the caliber of shooters. You know, the not just how hard guys can fire it, but the way they can place it, the releases that some of the elite players on the planet have. If Dustin Wolf is facing more NHL caliber shots in practice than he ever has, I think that's going to pay off. I'd just like to see him get a little more game action. I'm really curious as to because you mentioned the numbers haven't been haven't jumped off the page at the NHL level. I still believe Wolf is ready. I, I, I do. I believe he's ready to be an NHL goaltender. And I believe he is ready to kind of get that on the job training. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think in an ideal situation where a roster allowed for it. I think he'd be here, and I think he should be here because 
I don't know. His numbers in the American League remain very strong. Um, he's got a 927. He's got uh, four shutouts with the Wranglers this year. He's was an all-star again. He's been an elite American League goaltender again. But how many more years can he be a 930 goaltender yeah. in the American League? It, it's crazy. What if more I, can he? What more can you develop, or how much more can you develop down there at this point? I'm glad you you mentioned them because. It's crazy that I could be saying, well, his numbers have taken a bit of a hit at the AHL level, and he still has a 927 and a 227 goals against average. Well, he went from 924 the rookie year in Stockton to 932 last year, and this year he's at 927. So you're kind of in the, you know, he hovers around 929 or 927, 926. Somewhere in that range mm-hmm. is what the average is. That's a damn good American League goaltender. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Now, now it, it's time to turn him into a damn good NHL goaltender. And I just think starts are going to be the re- the way that you do that. And, and, and playing time is going to be the way that you do that. So despite the fact that he's got an 893 at the NHL this year and a 346 goals against and he's 1-2-1, and one, like it has not been – you're not taking a look at super sexy numbers for him this year. I still think of him as a guy that I believe is ready. And mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes a young goaltender, your, your numbers take some time to get to where teams want him to be. Sometimes it takes a couple seasons for you to get there, which is why there's so many people who believe having Jacob Markstrom with him would be a great guy to, to, to pair with Dustin Wolf. And I fully see that. And if they end up trading Jacob Markstrom, you know, maybe maybe a, a veteran goaltender to come in and, and be a little bit of that steadying force with him is, is the way to go as opposed to going with Vladar. I don't know, but I do think next year is a year where they've got to make sure that his NHL starts numbers probably starts with a three or a four when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I mean, it has to start with a two at the very worst. But I, I think more important than the start number just you got to make a spot for him. And I understand why it's got to this point this season, right? Jacob Markstrom has been playing on a level that, while the Calgary Flames certainly hoped he would get back to, there was no guarantee that Jacob Markstrom was going to be playing his butt off the way he has this year. And so right away you're inclined to give Jacob Markstrom more starts because he's your best chance to win hockey games. You haven't. And I don't believe it's been for lack of trying. You haven't been able to find much of a trade market for Dan Vladar. Yep. And so Dustin Wolf gets sort of trapped for two reasons. One, because your number one guy has been absolutely playing his butt off. Two, because you can't find a trade partner for your number two guy. And so the guy who doesn't need waivers to go back down to the minors ends up not spending a whole lot of time at the NHL. But... The Calgary Flames can only kick this one so much further downfield. Yep. And the onus really is twofold. Yeah, it's on it's on the Flames to create a spot, but Dustin Wolf can't let opportunities like tonight go to waste in his quest to say, Okay, guys, enough is enough. I need a I need to be in the NHL. And so that's why I get you know, we talk about Twitter going kinda gaga every time we know he's gonna start. I get excited to watch Dustin yep. Wolf stars because I, I really am fascinated with what he's going to do with them. You know, I mentioned that game in in Vegas. I was sitting watching it on TV, and, you know, Greg Millen, a guy who knows 
a gazillion times more about goaltending than anybody sitting in this room raved that night about the way Dustin Wolf played. And that speaks volumes to me about, okay, if a, if a goaltender, a guy who played the position at the highest level forever, is pointing out his rebound control and his anticipation and all these things, you know, that's what we've been noticing with Dustin Wolf for years and years. I, yeah. I do think it translates. He needs to say, hey, guys, I need a spot. And tonight's a good opportunity to do that. Um, and one other, before I hit the text line, one other thing to point out. Dustin Wolf does not need waivers next year either. I know that we've, uh, and we've inaccurately. Oh, on here Flames goes talk, the text line. Um, here we go. Uh, we've inaccurately at times said on, on this program before that he is uh, will need waivers next year, but uh, he is waiver-exempt for one more season. It's an extra year with goalies versus players, and and so I got a, a couple confirmations on that. So the Flames still have the ability to move Wolf next season from the NHL team to the American League team without him needing waivers, but they can't. That should not change. No, they can't. And I, I don't think it will change the way they go about it. I don't think it will change the way that they go about their handling of this this offseason. Look, I mean, again, they were close. We don't know. Like, there's varying reports of how close they were with New Jersey. But it wasn't just, hey, how you doing? Do you like Markstrom? Yeah, I like him. Anyway, have a good day. Like, the, there were real talks between Calgary and New Jersey. So... They are looking at their goaltending position, and I do believe Dustin Wolf will be an NHL goaltender with the Flames next year. And I think it's important, too. You know, I, I found the comments that Craig Conroy made the night of the Nikita Zadorov deal to be especially enlightening. And, you know, one of the things he talked about that night was having a player in the system that they thought was ready to do that job but we need to see it we need to give them a chance to play at the nhl level and he was talking in that case about Ilya slovyov who i'm not sure ryan huska maybe agreed was totally ready as it turns out they they've used some more veteran players and now brain pahal with oliver shillington as well back to to fill out that third pairing but i go back to thinking about what Craig was saying that night about, okay, yeah, we think this prospect can do the job at the NHL level, but we we need to find out. That was part of his rationale for trading Nikita Zadorov. A lot of it applies to Dustin Wolf as well. Yeah, you you love what he's done at the AHL level. You love the the way he has absolutely stolen the show night after night for the Calgary Wranglers. You love the fact that despite having a few Rocky starts in his past seven or eight, he still has a 9.27 save percentage mm -hmm. at that level. He still has a 2.27 goals against. He still just got back from another trip to the AHL All-Star game. But don't you need to find out if he can do it at the NHL yep. level? Yep. And maybe you need to find out sooner than later because that becomes another part of the equation as you move forward. And so for just so many reasons... They, they need to find out. They need to create some starts for this young man. 
Um, what do we got here on the text line at 960-960? This says, we've watched Wolf two times down here in the desert. Didn't look like an NHL-level goalie to me. Not sure what it will take, but I'm just not sure. Uh, this reads, it's more valuable to the Flames, in my opinion, to make sure they get it right with Wolf instead of focusing on what the return is for Markstrom. Move Ladar for what you can uh, and have Markstrom work with Wolf. The return for Markstrom is much less valuable if Wolf is rushed and doesn't pan out. Of course, the only different, the only caveat there is um, if if Markstrom wants to stay, um, that is also something to point out. Um, and this says, what are Wolf's numbers in the AHL this season? We just told you, 927 save percentage, four shutouts, and finally, I do wonder if part of the reason for Wolf starting is it might be his last chance to start having to start having Hannafin and Tanev in the lineup. He'll play after that, but maybe nice to let him get a start having some good defensive coverage. There you go. Just a few of the texts at 960-960. We're underway uh, this hour on Flames Talk. It's uh, Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson along with you. Great stuff on the text line as always. Hey, and this is the Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution.